Today is January 21st. It is the 375th episode of Talking the Yanks. Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer, and we've got a new office. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from. John Boy Media HQ in the Bronx, and I have my good pal Jake. He's back from about three weeks of travel, hanging out in his hometown of Denver, Colorado. Not even close to my hometown. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's where your home is. It's where I live. It's not my hometown. Hometown's in Connecticut. You can have a bunch of hometowns. You have a bunch of hometowns. You've never committed. I have one hometown. I have one hometown I'm from. Middlebury, Connecticut. Shout out. Shout out. But your home is in Denver. How are you doing? Mixed, Good, weather, man. This mixed is... weather in Denver. You got a hoodie on and sleeveless. Um, That's confusing for the people who have a beanie on and sleeveless. Yes. Correct. I am. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like this is uh first time in 10 days i'm gonna be home for longer than 12 hours so that's exciting um and i kind of pissed i i didn't piss the day away we did some good stuff today but i was like all right first day home i'm gonna get a killer workout in and then the time i set aside to get that killer workout in um i ended up watching Derek jeter highlights and getting emotional and then after Getting emotional, I was like, "All right, whoo, that's a weird way to start a workout." But all right, you know, I'll use that, use that fire, and then, uh, and then I brought that fire to Twitter and just went into my my savage defensivery of Derek Derek Jeter's defense, um, which the nerds will never get over. But that's uh, and now we're here, and one person is watching their back tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. That's good. I'm also I have shorts on and a and a and a hoodie. So I'm okay. mixed weather dressed as well. Huge. I have uh, a pair of shorts that are just going to be my office shorts now. Yeah. Office is pretty warm. <laughs> if no one's lived in New York City before, they just blast the heat and cover their backs so the old people don't complain about not having not enough heat. So if you're like me and you run hot, it's terrible. So I've been walking in 20-degree weather to the office, opening up the window, changing into shorts, and then working. <laughs> and I think that's going to be life. And during the summer, it's going to be hell. We have a shower in here. So we were like, Jake's girlfriend was like, I think you guys are going to use that shower. And I was like, no. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I think we're going to use the shower. I'll get, oh, into, okay. get into office stuff a little bit later. I think let's just let's just dive right into Derek Jeter. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm happy. I'm proud of him. Jake, uh, I saw you going crazy on Twitter. He got 369 of 370 votes, so he doesn't get the unanimous Hall of Fame, but he does get first ballot, first year, instant, and we all knew he was going to be a Hall of Famer, so just get him in there. I honestly don't really care about this. I I think we're different here because I hope we never find out who this guy is, ever, but I think you're on a manhunt. So yeah, three ninety six out of three ninety seven. Um, no, it's just embarrassing. It's really embarrassing because that person, and I think you're downplaying this a little bit. This person in real life is the person you hate, like you personally hate the most. Yeah. This. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it is a big deal. That's why I'm acting how I am. It's um. I mean, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. You uh, for what we're trying to do in that p- position uh profession whatever we want to call it the hall of fame and the 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 greatest achievement that any player can get to in this game um and then to have the peers that are allowed to vote on this the writers this is this is a special thing for them to get this this chance 
and you're the only one out of 397. Um, I I don't know. It it's just it's laughable. I don't care about the unanimous like, because uh, again, this should have been done years ago. I mean, Ken Griff- Ken Griffey Jr. Um, Cal Ripken, guys like Ricky Henderson, like you don't have to be <laughs> Babe Ruth to be <laughs> unanimous. Like if y- you know a Hall of Famer, if you're a baseball fan, you know a Hall of Famer, and uh, you know the word unanimous and what it is is kind of dumb. And again, I I think that's what makes me more mad, Jim, is that we could have broke a cycle here. We could have, if Jeter was unanimous, then it could have been like everyone's guard is down. Like yeah, then, the sanctity then, of the unanimous vote is stupid. And the fact that exactly. baseball let it last that long is so dumb. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, but Jeter's that in one the first guy round. Who now gets to walk down the street like Arthur the Aardvark and say, I'm the one who didn't vote for Jeter. Don't care, man. I wonder if we'll find out and if he's happy or if he's like, oh, shit, I thought it would be five guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's uh that was one of my because at first I had that initial like you know where is he bring him to me, um, and I was thinking how smug that person is, but there is also the counterpoint of someone being like, hey, I just I kind of didn't think he's first ballot like that's my thing, and I'm I'm sure yeah like you said there will be four or five others that don't have him, and now if they're sitting there like oh I blew it, um but no I. And that's that's where I come back to on this whole thing. If you're a baseball writer, if you're someone that's followed baseball, you know that Derek Sanderson Jeter is a Hall of Famer. So if you're a baseball writer, you wouldn't even take the risk of being the one guy to do it unless you wanted it. So screw that person. I, Sean McLaughlin, in the, in the chat, Patreon live chat, said... That dude is going to – is this Sean who said that? Dude who didn't vote, Jeet, is going to do an article and get all the clicks. And that's probably correct. And that's the stupidness of our society because he will win in the end. And they'll be remembered – they will – once it comes out, which it will, um, they will be remembered forever as the writer that didn't vote Derek Jeter. But he's um, if he, probably, he probably wears it as a badge of honor. Anyway, Jeter – like Ken Rosenthal opened up with, like this shouldn't be the conversation. The conversation should be that Jeter is a Hall of Famer and first ballot right. Hall of Famer, and I totally the agree highest, with that. Highest ever vote for a position player. <laughs> hey, and the Yankees have the highest ever vote for a pitcher as well. We've Boom. done it. We've conquered the system. Bob Barrick. Speaking of Sean McLaughlin, this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Bernadette Delaney. Jake, I was typing that name and I was like, that's a great name. Bernadette Delaney. Yeah, that's fun. Bernadette Delaney. Kind of just bounces around in your mouth a little bit. Christine Rosina, Christine Rosini Horn. Ooh, okay. I think what we have here is a woman who married a man named Horn and was like, I got to go from Rosini to Horn? Close. <laughs> yeah. She kept the Rosini as a middle name. It's a good call, Christine. Ryan Fessenden, Zach Kabloudi, Kabloudi, Josh Frankel. Tony Lombardo, Mark Gorman, Trevor Bailey, Carly, Matt W., and Toro. Thank you very much. Those are our most recent Patreon supporters. We appreciate you and love you. Jake, Jeter's got an awesome resume. And what fires me up more, but fires up not the right turn because I've learned to just ignore it, but all the young kids that are just like, it was bad defensively. He was overrated. It's become such a, such a rinse and repeat yeah. like thing for people just to throw that out. You, uh, this is the corniest thing I'll ever say on this show. Awesome, but it's honest. You have no idea what Derek Jeter meant to me as a kid when Ooh. I was like eight years old to six years old to twelve years old. Like you have no idea how much six to twelve year old Jimmy idolized that dude. Like, read his books, thought he was, like, a saint. Like, he did things the right way. My yeah. dad would show me his interviews. So Treated anyone properly on dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. gave him gift baskets and stuff. So anyone who tries to come up 
and tell me like, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's actually blah, 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 blah. And just try to like revisionist history of like Jeter wasn't that dude. You, you just got to get out of my face because now you're spitting at my religion right in my face. Right. So just get out of here like well, that. It's, it's the other thing that and, and this is the corny line that will make a person of an opposing team hate you. But at the end of the day, it is the Hall of Fame. And Derek Jeter may be one of the top three most famous baseball players to ever play the game. Um, and it, it's so funny, dude, the people that are like, uh, you know, oh, well, he, yeah, he won those, all those World Series on that great teams. Yup, absolutely. Like, people are nowadays trying to almost hold that against him. And it's like, we don't, we don't do that with quarterbacks in football. They've got 10 other guys on the field with them. They've got a defense. They've got special teams. I mean, we don't... Basketball, you could, you could do Jakey sports transfers. You could do whatever. The guy is a unanimous Hall of Famer. Um, we Right now, the fake ballot... or People are saying it's a fake ballot going around. They're claiming Dave Williams. I think that's White Sox to, Dave from Barstool who did a fake ballot. Yeah, which is still fun, and it's... I mean, that's how... That's, that's good Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when this... When, when this one person is revealed, like, I'm wondering if the guy... Because I don't know if you saw the the live announcement, but I did. Um, the the guy kind of hesitated. Like he had a weird line. He's like, "I can't say" or something. <laughs> he didn't. Brian, dude, he didn't want to be the bearer of bad news on the stage. He was like, yeah, "I don't want to say this live." Like, can I walk off stage and then it just gets reported on the show? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to say these words. <laughs> it was a great job by Brian Kenny, who was like, "You you run the Hall of Fame." <laughs> Tell us, dude. You, just you, you get all the votes. <laughs> just tell us right now. Um. So yeah, I wonder. I mean, if I'm that dude, and and again, like, hey, that dude runs the Hall of Fame. He probably cares about baseball a little bit. I wonder if he was like, should I just lie? Um. You know, should we deal with this the old-fashioned way and kind of throw a little dirt under it, and we'll take care of it? Imagine um, if he lied, and then like the Hall of Fame was like, well, just roll with that. Let's roll with that. Or, and then I'm, the dude who didn't vote for him. It's all for naught, and they're just and they're like he did, and then he has to publicly be like, actually, guys, you have this wrong. <laughs> I didn't my, vote for Derek Sanderson cheater. My biggest concern is I'm really bad at just checking a box. Like if I if I need to get a box, I need to exit. But I also feel like the X is too time consuming, so I try to check the box. But my checks can go willy nilly, so we might have you know, had a situation here where we kind of clipped the corner of Jeter's box, but it actually went to the one below that. Um, but yeah, at, at end of the day, I, I mean, the main point is who cares? Uh, Jeter's in. He obviously deserves to be in. Um, knowing Jeter, he might have a good one-liner in his speech about that one person. Um, that would be pretty good. Jeter's, the way he would handle that would be like, he would just throw the word almost like, you know, big thank you to all the voters who voted me in, almost all of you. Something like that. Like he would with a little with a little smirkish, smuggish smile. Just a little jab, just enough to keep him going. So um, you're saying you're bad at at checking boxes? Like you're I'm like a lot of you, man. If you've you seen were to my vote, writing, you've seen my general hand steadiness. Like if I've got one shot to check a box, it's not pretty. Does the the it's like the hanging chads in the boar gush boar gush election? The boar gush election. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, talking politics leaks out. <laughs> um, the boar gush. So who is? Why yeah, is I'm the brain? To... Why does the brain do that sometimes? Brains are well. Mine's kind of bad. Marcelo Zuna, one year, eighteen million to the Braves. How about that? Um that's for talking baseball. Okay, so this isn't talking politics. I just sometimes I get lost on this show. The um, heat just came on, so I'm about to get dead. Love that. So who is Jeter? Jeter below on the ballot. Did you see? Uh, and this year's, this year's one bad vote on the ballot went to, uh, JJ Putz got a vote from someone. So yeah, just throw that. the. I, you know what? I think I've come around on the the fake ones. They're kind of funny in a way. Jake, yeah. I have a question. What? Okay. I forget my question immediately. Jeez. Uh, 
It's tough, you know. We were talking about a lot of things, talking about That's how bad brutal. you'd be at how bad you are at voting. Oh, here it is. Did you hear did you hear Peter Gammons? A little bit. He, Where are you he going can't, with this? He can't he can't be allowed to be on air anymore. You don't want to do this? I mean, if anyone didn't watch, I'll reenact the thing for you. Ken Rosenthal, a great good friend of mine, said, "I not I I don't want the witch hunt that will commence. I don't want this to be the topic. It should not matter. Jeter got in on the first round. He's a first round Hall of Famer. That should be the conversation. Peter, what do you got? <clears throat> yeah, well, I think this means Schilling's going to get in next year. <laughs> oh, Peter! <laughs> Dude, did you see... Uh, you were prompted on Cheater. <laughs> did, did you see Peter took Larry Walker off of his ballot? Yes. And people came at him, and P- Peter said something along the lines of like, well, Larry's great. Like, I had him the year before, but this year it didn't feel right. Maybe I'll get him next year. And everyone was like, oh, no, Pete. Did he say that? Because if yes. you don't know, it was Larry Walker's last year on the ballot. Yeah, man, we saw him at winter meetings, and it's it's a little bit like hang him up. Like no we one's were, no one's upset. We were impressed how he could still turn it on decently on stage. But yeah, what I saw today, um, I what I saw today is what the old analytic. Derek Jeter defensive stats are telling the kids, and that's that's not what that's not what anyone needs. Did you know that actually? I didn't watch Jeter ever, but according to these new stats, you guys overrate him. Well, he's my fucking god, so shut yeah. up, Jimmy. I had a nice conversation with a recurring guest on the show. Who that? Jack Curry. You did. Jack Curry, because I uh, I was fed up. I said, Jack! Wow. wow. Uncle Jack, Jack, Uncle Jack! Uncle who, Jack, who, I'm uh, getting bullied by the geeks online. <laughs> who was this? Oh, you talking about Jeter? You talking about the one guy who didn't vote? Jeter. So this was this was over the weekend. I uh, I said, Jack, I, I'm very interested in your thoughts, because you, you watch the games as an adult male, and I'm still currently a child. Um, you know, the defensive analytics, blah, 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 all the people ripping Jeter. And Jack was like, you know what? I, I mean, if you watch Jeter, you saw an incredible athlete. I think his one flaw was going to his left if we watched the game with adult eyes and that that multiplied with age. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the defensive metrics didn't don't bode well for Jeter, but I think there's a lot of stuff that ties into that. And Jack Curry said, I mean, if you watch someone on, um, like, plays, any any ball hit in the air, whether they were bloopers or things like that, Jeter was incredible. And, I I mean, he was just a different breed. He was 6'3". The the great defensive shortstops we compare him to, uh, you know, Omar Vizquel's pushing 5'8". Um, Jeter's built differently, and I don't think the metrics fully pick up on that. It's never like he was a concern. That's I guess that's what blows my mind. Like, it was never, I guess, old Jeter once analytics were starting to leak out. But, I mean, that was his swan song. Like, no one, no true Yankee fan wanted to kick Jeter out of short. Like, I, I don't want sad highlight reels of Jeter moping around in right field. Like, that's a nightmare. Give me bad Jeter at short the last three years of his career, then Jeter putzing around right field miserable. Do you know something that now that I've, I've, I've given all my, I agree with you, but I have a take that I, I, I think annoys people. Jeter's walk off like isn't to end his, his last game ever as Yankee. People always put that in his top moments. Probably doesn't crack top 10 for me. It meant literally nothing. Yeah. It didn't even, like, at the time, it's I remember, like. a symbolic like, moment. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. That's, it's more like, uh, uh, what's the word? Serendipity. It, but, like, it doesn't crack Jeter's top ten moments for me at all. But people put it, like, top three all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Fucking better Fucking a Baltimore need- team that didn't care. 
I, I think the better way you need to think about it is I, I think about what we just said. That that last season for Jeter was pretty ugly stats wise, um, and with what that team was doing. But the the final memory of Derek Jeter is a game winning hit. Like nobody gets that. <laughs> so when you talk about the the I mean the golden boy career that Jeter had, the the three thousandth hit being a home run. Um, you know, his last hit, his last game is a walk-off hit. Like, Jeter has these golden boy moments that, in the realm of baseball, they don't mean as much as his home run off Byung Young Kim or something like that. But in his, the storybook life of Derek Jeter. It's, it's a perfect ending. It's fantastic. Yes. Everything about it's wonderful. It's not, it's not top 10 Jeter moment for me. Because I what's, like winning World Series. What's Kester's line in that call? It feels like a little much. Where fantasy meets reality. Yeah, that's a little much for me. Yeah, that's because you're. Whenever you think of fantasy, you think of some gross shit. If I was him, I would have said, uh, you know, the perfect end to his golden boy life, and then Jeter would hate me or something. Ah, <laughs> oh, perfect end to his golden boy life. Signing off. Hey, <laughs> hey, want to hear some shit? Yeah. Someone, Yes Network or someone tweeted out that John Sterling called. John Sterling watched every single game, every inning, yeah. every at-bat of Jeter's entire 20-year yeah. career. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's sick, man. That's messed up. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous, but I'm not really. Johnny Sterling's a sick fuck, and no one talks about it enough. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, there's there's not much of a debate um, <laughs> on, on this side of things. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, it's amazing. I'm not saying anything bad about John Sterling, but to, to be that committed to your job is crazy. Good for him. Kind of good? a good oh, job. I think that's amazing why he doesn't get enough him. love. Yeah. Well, well, whatever. Okay. I'm going to click a sound effect button. It's going to be birds or whoosh noises. I don't know, and I won't be able to hear, so I'm going to need everyone to report back to me. Okay. What is it? I went stone face, so you wouldn't be able to guess it. What was it? It's birds. It was birds. Ah, uh, birds are annoying. Sorry. So I just wanted to transition us into uh, out of the Jeter talk and into the announcement talk. That would have led the way, but Jeter deserves top billing at yeah. all times. You probably saw the video we posted with Joe's and Keith and Jake and I. We got an office in the Bronx two blocks away from Yankee Stadium. Guys, <clears throat> we did a little bit of this on Talking Baseball. Need to do it a lot of it on Talking Yanks. Thank you so much for allowing Jake and I to do this shit. It's been incredible. And I'm, I'm going to say some stuff, and my goal isn't – my goal is just because I soaked it in in this moment, so I don't want people to be like I sound pompous or, or I'm just bragging. The doorman of our building was like, who are you guys? Because he's a big Yankees fan, huge Yankees fan. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Have you seen this video? Yeah, that we did that. Have you seen this video? We did that. He's like, oh, really? Really? And I was like, yeah. And he was asking, he's just asking me, like, so what do you do? What are you doing? So I was like, well, check this out. Like, you'll probably find this cool. Showed him a picture of me and Cashman together. I was in Cashman when they signed Cole and Booney. Then I showed him that I was on the Michael K show. And he was like, jaw dropped. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. When did you start doing this? And I said, two years ago. When, <laughs> when full time two years ago. He's like, what? And I kind of had the realization, and it's just it's just incredible what you guys have allowed us to do. And thank you to everyone that listens uh, and, and rev has left a review and all of that. And especially a bigger thank you to anyone that's been a patron in the last two years. You have no idea how much we leaned on you guys for a little bit uh, uh, and still do. So thank you very much. The office is cool. We got fully soundboarded up today. So I'm in a room that's soundboard right now. They're, they're, I have to open a window because they crank the heat up to 80 degrees. So you might have heard some planes fly by. But, uh, yeah, we got it. It's like a, it's kind of like an apartment. Our neighbors are the Ortizes. I met them today. It's a family. It's the residential nice. neighbors. That'll be interesting. 
Uh, the super lives right below us, but it's uh, how many how many rooms is it? One, two, three, four, five, six rooms, Jake. Yeah. So we got two studios. We got a little living room where we're gonna put some recliners and watch games and stream games and maybe get into some gaming, some Twitch shit maybe. Uh, we have a little editing room, intern bay, a little kitchen area, tiny bathroom, kind of gross old bathroom. But it is cool. We, Jake will be here officially March 1st. Joe, Jake got an apartment. Am yeah. I allowed to say that? Yeah, I think so. Yay. I think so. People that have that? never tried to get an apartment in New York have no idea how hard that is. I will have two apartments soon, so that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's good money spent, but... Yeah, the New York apartment thing is uh hey, I'm a I'm a big fan of try anything once in your life. Um if you're on your deathbed and you said you haven't tried to get a New York City apartment, I'll say that's fine. You yeah. you did you did okay. Um but yeah, I got one. I think I'm uh Upper East Side, Carnegie Hill or something like that. Carnegie Chill. Um so that's exciting. I did have to lie about Noodle the Doodle Dog's weight. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the building said 50 pounds. His vet record said 59. Uh, we edited all the fives to be four. So I think that's illegal. Um, yeah, hopefully they don't listen to your show. We actually, uh, <laughs> we called the vet, uh, my, my sweet Jessica, my girlfriend called the vet and she said, Hey, can you change our dog's weight? And they said, no, no. because we're doctors for animals. Um, that's, that's the biggest problem there, but, uh, yeah, we got an apartment. So, uh, uh, pretty much after spring training, gonna, gonna take my horse to the old town road and get out of, get out of Denver. And yeah, I mean, we, we have a real office. We'll have people in there. Um, it's exciting stuff. We got chairs. The chairs came today, 10, uh, eight of them. Keith Huge. and uh, Katie put them together. We're doing intern. Uh, we're hiring some interns for the summer, paid summer interns. Um, I think we have like 200 applicants already in like four days of asking. So that's fun. We will be doing that process. But yeah, come come, come this season, we will be fully set up. We should have uh, a real studio with, you know, uh, three cameras so we can do switch the shots around. That'll be a little difficult for me to really purchase and set up and make sure we did it well we will have like a second studio for youtube stuff or for any of the other shows and john boy media to go we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff it's gonna be fun right by yankee stadium hopefully we can do some live shows uh at bars like pregame shows or live shows we might be bringing a camera out in front of the stadium and doing some man on the street videos every now and then got a lot of there's so many options we have we just don't know what exactly we're going to end up doing, but there's so many options. As far as the rest of this, the offseason goes, Jake, I think the Yankees' news is mostly going to be done. I think we're like, let's get to camp and do all that. And we have a bunch of shows coming up. We haven't done a voicemail episode in a while, so I think that next episode, let's do full voicemail episode. We're late like on this. This was supposed to be dropped Tuesday morning. It's being recorded Tuesday night, and it'll be out Tuesday night. But it's Friday's a episode, it's a holiday. It was a holiday. Friday's episode, let's make it a straight up voicemail episode. So, call in, dude. What's our voicemail number? I used to have it memorized. I haven't said it in so long. I think it's one eight hundred four five one seven 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 nationwide warehouse. No, that's that's something else. Not it. Nine zero eight eight four five five seven nine two. And if you're a new Talking Yanks listener over the winter, I'll let you know what's in store uh, and just remind everyone else who has been listening because they probably forgot, Jake. When pitchers and catchers start, when spring training starts, Talking Yanks, we will go one episode a day until opening day. And what we do is we do mini episodes called PPPs, Player, Profile, and Projection, and we'll do 30 of those, 30 players, and 10 to 20 minutes, talk about them, their personality, their last season, their next season, what we think is going to happen, all of that. So that'll come, and we'll have 
Obviously, full episodes in between those will stay two times a week. Once the season hits, holy shit. Jake, once the season hits, there's pregame shows every day before before the games that have their own podcast and will air live on YouTube so you can watch live. Then game coverage on Twitter and all that. And then we have four episodes a week of Talking Yanks. Series recap, two series recaps, one voicemail app, and one Sharp Stats with Katie Sharp. Uh, and the voicemail sometimes will be an interview app this year, since now we can do interviews since we have a studio right next to the office. I just figured we should let everyone know because we've been free form and off-season mode for so long. And then once the season starts, it's so structured. It's so much fun. Sound good to you? Yeah, it sounds good, man. And we're uh, we're we're gonna have a lot going on, baby. So it's it's exciting stuff um, within the Talking Yanks realm. If if you want to leave the Talking Yanks realm and see some of the other stuff we're doing, we got a ton of that, and there's gonna be a ton more of that. And we don't even know some of the stuff we're gonna end up getting into, but uh. It's all rooted from this, which is pretty nutty. Uh, so thanks, everyone. And I think the only other thing we need to say is that we're we're going to be doing a spring training game the 29th. Um, we're working on getting the tickets up. They should be up tomorrow. Yeah, oh, an, an event. Come watch a game with us down in Tampa. Yeah. February 29th. That day only happens once every yeah. four years. So you might as well celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? I think I think so. Leap Year Day celebration, Steinbrenner Field, Tampa Bay, Florida. Come on out. Patrons will obviously get first crack at the tickets uh, for a week or so, probably a week. Patrons get a week to buy tickets to this event down in spring training. It'll be food, drinks, hang out, all watch the game together, hang out, mingle, probably get roasted in the sun. And then once that's up for patrons early access, it'll be available to the public. So if you live down in Florida, if you plan on going to spring training, do that. Also, I'll just give this advice now. If you plan on going to spring training, go to the workout days before the season starts. They're so much more relaxed and fun and kind of just like what spring training is. The games are cool, but they're not as fun as the workout days, in my opinion. The workout days are cool. And then also, we want to try and do a live event in Tampa, but no promises there. We'll try to figure it out. Yeah, I did did a little market research on that today, Jim, but we'll see. What'd you find? Uh, a couple breweries, a couple bars. Wow. Yeah. Reached out to Sam and Sarah for suggestions. Old friends. Oh, wow. Old friends are new friends, so. Yeah. We have a wall getting knocked down in the office, but it's going to be done by next Monday. The place is going to be up and running next Monday. Look at that. Death Star. Death Star. All right. Thank you guys very much. We have an interview with Marley Rivera. We're not going to do that half hour on the Arenado trade? I think it's it's more likely than it's ever been in my mind that the Yankees will trade for Arenado, but I was sitting at 0.0%. Right. It's it's similar to the Giancarlo Stan, dude. If, if they... If they want to move Arenado from the Rockies, right, he has a no-trade clause. So he's in full control of where he goes. So he's not going to go to a bad team. He's going to go to a contender. Or where's he from? Maybe there's a hometown team he wants to go to. Oh, he's a Californian. So (coughs) the Yankees would have to trade up a lot. I think he went to El Toro High where Romine went. Oh, really? I think so. So he's going to the Tigers, hang out with Romine. Wow. <laughs> Early report. <laughs> uh, I'd be shocked if they get Arenado, but he is in full control. It's like the stand trade. And if they want to just shed money, maybe they trade hat. There's some money involved. They, uh, I'm kind of against trading hat at this point. I've made that stance on here, right? Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. Then Gumby will be in the rotation and haps to five. I'm, like, I'm kind of fine with that. But who knows? Who knows? Do you have Arenado Arenado thoughts? You brought it up. Not really. Um, I I think it's a step away from being real. Um, All those reports the other night, um, it wasn't demanding a trade. It was, uh, I'm not happy, which 
I, I think we're a step away from I'm really not happy, um, which, again, I, I think the Larry Walker news will cool some things over and get that out of the cycle, which is really big for <laughs> Colorado slash Denver. Um, they they kind of needed that. But um, I, I don't know. I think it's from those press articles and everything that came out the other day, I think those can be, if they massage you the grapes a little bit and Arenado shows up at spring training and he just says a line like, yeah, you know, I just I, I just want this team to win and let's go. Like, I, I think it can be buried pretty quickly. But we are, we are close to Nolan Arenado on the move, um, which that's, that's when it does get exciting because you're right. I mean, it really is like limited options. You have to do contending teams with the ability to take that much money on. And, I mean, you start crossing the T's and dotting your I's and you're like, why am I writing letters down on this piece of paper right now? Yeah, handwriting. Well, handwriting's in vogue. Is it? No idea. Okay, and this is Marley Rivera from. E- yeah, we e- sat, sat. We sat down with Marley Rivera. I butted her up because I thought she was. I think what she does is, well, her writing is great. I think what she did during the home run derby, translating and interviewing on on live time, was amazing. And we sat down with her at winter meetings. It was really fun. And this was our last winter meetings interview. So we gotta, we're going to give it to you guys on the podcast app. They've all been up on YouTube forever because we're trying to get those YouTube subscribers up, so go subscribe. All right, we're here at Winter Meetings with Marley Rivera, ESPN.com, kind enough to sit down and talk with us. Buttered you up because I have so many compliments and questions. But first time meeting, we met a couple days ago, so very kind yes. of you to come sit with us. Oh, I'm, so I'm going to butter you down. Be yeah, uh, he'll, be the, he'll be the bad he's, cop. He's been... Oddly excited to interview. Like, I'm excited. Like, this is nice. Thanks for coming, Marley. But he... <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciated the eye roll no that problem. went along with that. Like, I, I do act. Um, but no, John Boy has been, like, freaking out. Well, so. I think that, and I'll just start it. It's so kind. Just, Boom, let's go. I'll just say and it right away. I'm so glad that you guys have this on video because of the fact that no one sees me slipping to the 20. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, yes. Like, oh, seriously. No, so oh, here's, no. here's the uh, compliment that you're going to say is uh, too over the top. I think you were the most impressive thing about the All-Star game this season. And I think I tweeted it out at the time. And I think that you should start a school or something for <laughs> reporting and translating Make and the mixture. I don't cry. So if you don't know who Marley is, she's on-field reporter. Like, that was, that was my first really experience was the on-field reporting. I'm a writer. Writer. They put on TV every once in a while. Espen? Well, yes. Espen. Espen. <laughs> out, of, out of Connecticut. But okay. Espen out of, well, I don't work out of Connecticut. I never go. You're lucky. I grew up there. Now look. Yeah, we were here at last winter meetings. You were up front and you were asking all the questions. And I remember when you asked I the was. question, Boone smiled. And I was like, oh, I see. Well, he used to work with me. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> but I love seeing the uh, when we were in the scrum, which, A, we didn't go to any of the scrums this year because they're so boring. So hats off to you for going to those and participating. But when we when I was always like, who asked the questions here? Because you know all the beat writers' names. Yes. And you're like, who's the vocal one? Who doesn't ask any questions? I'm always interested. Who asks first and stuff like that. That's actually interesting. And so you'll know. And obviously, I'm telling you, just the three of you. Yes, no one. Close And yours. the rest Nobody of you. <laughs> is that sometimes we are encouraged uh, to ask questions. Yeah. Certain certain uh, number of us gotcha. may, may or may not be encouraged Uh by uh, by public uh, relations professionals. To, uh, I wouldn't ask, to ask any. Questions. I would never ask questions. Like even if I was allowed there, I would be just too shy. Like oh my god, I'm no, gonna, I'm I, gonna I, blow I this. really appreciate the compliment. Of course, the greatest thing about the All Star Game was Vlad Guerrero Jr. But um, no, <laughs> like no, the, no, 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 his no. That was my during vote. The, yeah, during the home run derby. Sorry again. It's okay. I'll but. take that. But <laughs> so, I voted for him too. One of the worst part about being a baseball fan for me is that I don't know Spanish. I really wish I knew Spanish because all the players are there and with the loudest personalities, and I want to hear what they're saying. And yeah. and, the, and the translation in the post-game interviews, it's like, this isn't real. But what you were able to do mm. was ask the question in Spanish. They respond in Spanish, and then you tell us right away in English. And yes. you ask in English. Well, you ask in English because they understand English. And that was for so many people like, how did they understand this? Because they're not dumb, guys. They're, they oh. live here. They t- communicate. They're just, you know, not as confident to speak it. So you ask them in English. They return and Vlad returns in Spanish. Yeah. And then you give it to the audience in English. And I'm like, my mind was blown. I was like, this <laughs> is you. so much better mm. than what it usually is. 
I all well, yeah. So that is how did that start? Like how on air did someone come to you? Well, I've I've done um so I've worked at ESPN. This is my ninth year. Mm-hmm. So what I I covered the Yankees for a long time, then I became a national writer, and then what I started doing in the last maybe six or seven years, and I apologize, I don't, I have a terrible cold, so I will disinfect this microphone yeah, right no. after. <laughs> but um when I started ESPN, I started writing. Then they asked me to contribute for Sports Center, and I started doing like kind of spots for Sports Center in the last five or six years. And I started doing some features. I, the one we did, one of our pop, more popular features among your crowd, like the cool people. Right. You know, uh-huh. The old people have Thank read, you. I've seen them all. But for the cool people, I did a really big one where I rode with Cespedes all his cars. So like that oh. kind of stuff, I started doing that for Sports Center. And they really, because I've been in this game for a really long time, um, they appreciated the relationships. So when you have built some relationships, and like you said, obviously, I am Puerto Rican, and I speak uh, fluently both English and Spanish. Eh, English, <laughs> but Spanish is all right. And um, so I, I've been able to develop these bonds for these guys that I've known for a very, very long time. Like we were just talking about Vlad Guerrero Jr., who I've known since he was eight years old. Yeah. So there's yeah. also these bonds that develop. And Does you were saying, you, you prefer, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> the, like that's actually uh, Xander Bogarts, who's also known me um, you know, most of his, uh, I don't know, whatever. He's twenty. What is he standing now? Twenty four, twenty five. It's crazy how long. Whatever. Who how knows, long he's right? been doing it. Like but um, yeah. So I, I've known him since he was like seventeen or eighteen. So yeah. it's it's like these kids who really see me as this sort of person who they can communicate with, and they've developed a bond, right? So yeah. it isn't that I can't report on any other players, but this sector of players in particular that I speak their language, they feel very comfortable with me. So I think yeah. that the reason why it worked during the home run derby and the All Star game was because of the relationship that I had forged with both Ronald Acuna Jr. and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Now, why don't other, I guess because they're not asking the questions because you're a reporter (laughs) and a translator. Yes. It needs to be more like you need to open up a school or something or it just needs (laughs) to be called because I've never seen it before. Um, When Mm. did you say, how about I do it this way? No, well, obviously everything is very scripted, especially in like a a thing of this scale. And, And so you guys know, Especially Vladi, Vladi will listen to questions in English and also um, and answer them in Spanish. And so does Ronald, but some of them don't. But one of the things that we tend to do in this case that didn't apply would be to explain to the player ahead in Spanish of what I'm going to ask. Okay. So they actually will know exactly what I'm going to ask. Oh, that's good. So they'll get the gist of it. So I did that, but Vladi and Ronald both are very good at understanding you in Mm -hmm. English. So I didn't have to do that with them. So that is one little trick. And also when I was trying, when I was younger than you guys, so that was really, really super young. um, One of the things that I supported myself with when I was going to college was being uh, an interpreter or okay. a translator. Yeah. So I actually developed that quality of being able to listen to someone at the same time. It's almost like a third voice. It really is like a bipolar, tripolar situation. <laughs> I was going to ask that. You get, as I'm talking to you guys, you get a third voice right here that is speaking to you, that it's That's kind of awesome. here saying, this is what you have to say, this is what you have to say. And not only that, on real, and as you guys know, on live television, our exchanges may be two minutes. Yeah. My description of what Vladi is going to tell me, I have, I have 30 seconds to yeah. say it. So yeah. it's also a condensation, right? Like a summary of what he said. So I really kind of prepared myself for that moment for a really long time. And a very nice gentleman named Norby Williamson, who is the VP of Sports Center production at ESPN, um, had recognized my talent throughout the years on Sports Center and reached out to me knowing that I had um, both um, relations with Black Jr. and Ronald, who were both going to be in the home run. Yeah. So yeah. he goes, you know what? She's the person who's going to do this and we're not going to use the translator. And of course I was blown away. I didn't expect that this is, you know, this is prime time literally. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was impressed and now I'm more impressed. Than all that. <laughs> I thank you. Something, uh, one of the few things he gets riled up about, he gets riled up. Are about, you going right? to do the contentious thing? Well, about I like qu- this. Reporters? Maybe. Okay. What is it? What do I get riled up about? Well, I was going to say, like, the Gary Sanchez example. Let's get angry. Let's get angry. Is is that he he gets so passionate about this that he feels like reporters will be tougher on Latin players because the translator is a buffer. So, like, someone will say Hmm. something borderline mean. To Gary Sanchez, I'll I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, all the beat reporters are nice to me. So, and I don't know whose voices are saying things. I think that reporters use the translator as like a, a buffer to to be ask harsher questions in a tone. Like I think uh, you know, one time with Gary, like the question was like, "Did you try?" And I was like, "You wouldn't have asked that if you were speaking the same language, right?" To his right, face. you wouldn't ask CC. Hmm. You would. You would have. You would have. You would have buffed. The, uh, you know. 
I've never, and, and, and I'm not saying that it isn't true. I've just never, I want to digest it. I want to yeah. think about it. I, I want to feel like, oh, I actually want to see this now. That's now that I, you've presented this to me, I actually want to see it in action and see if it's true. I haven't uh, thought that ever. Yeah. So I, I but, but that I doesn't am, mean that it's not true. I am so very I protective of Gary Sanchez though. Well, so maybe I've, it's just the mother. That's another one that I have out. known since he was 17. Yeah. It's like my child. But yeah, don't tell him that. Okay, well, just tell him to come on the show. You'll come on and you translate with us. Okay? Do you have a, do Gary you, speaks pretty good English. Do you he have just, a good, you know how it is. Do you have a He's good Gary shy. story? Because that would, that would make his world. I'm trying to think. Um, we were in, I'll give you just because we were just talking about the home run derby. So Gary is sitting next to, we, you saw like all the former players get to sit on the, the former players, all the current <laughs> players, are, all the all-stars are sitting on the, on the ground yeah. and they're cheering their teammates and our oldest Chapman and Gary were sitting to my right when I was sitting down and he was there with his daughter and Gary has a, a little daughter who's about, I don't know, I think she's about five years old now. I could be off on, yeah. on the age and um, she had just fallen and uh, broken her fruit two front teeth. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Gary Literally. kept going and Gary kept going like, Marley, what do you think? Am I going to get, and I was like, they're going to grow Gary. Like just for like, <laughs> so he was very concerned about his daughter's two front teeth. So he's a very caring dad. So that's yes. it. That's, that was like the first one that I thought Did of. Did you play him the song? Gary All I want Gary. for Christmas is my two front teeth. <laughs> you say, listen, this is a common they thing. They didn't grow <laughs> up with this. It's going to be I very know. confusing yeah. in Dominican culture. You know, us Puerto Ricans and Dominicans were very serious about our Christmas. Like, don't really okay. Okay. <laughs> What's something that you think from the Dominican culture that's mm. not part of like everyday fanhood or baseball games that it happens over there? And I know there's just like more vibrancy, but like, is there anything specific? You're like, hey, I wish we did this or, or the mm, American. Not crowd. that I wish we did this, actually, because <laughs> I was going to go. One of the things that happens, it happens in Puerto Rico. It happens a lot in the in the Dominican Republic. And my experience mostly being Puerto Rican and being in Puerto Rico, but obviously haven't gone to winter ball in the Dominican many times and to Venezuela too, is that the fans are very vocal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I wearing and, the perfect hat and for they this? they can hear, it might be. Did Look you know at that. that. You have La your flag. La Vida gave it to me. <laughs> Look at that. So um, they're, um, they're very vocal and they really tell you what you think in, um, in words that shall not be repeated. So they're worse than Yankee fans. <laughs> oh, it's not even... It's the way that Yankee fans are towards opponents. Yeah. That's the way they are towards, like, their, their own. Team. Yeah. Their the own Yankee guys. fans have a little bit, too. Okay. It's it? really tough. It's really, there's a lot of, but I love the passion. And one thing that we should do. Okay. I have everything. We have a lot of dancing. Yeah. Oh, we have a C, lot C, of dancing. C. And then we That's like that. Role, yeah. There's always, you guys should see that. There's always uh, some congas. So there's going to be, like, just, there's always music. Uh-huh. And there's the excitement. And because we don't have... In a lot of our, you know, or the Latin American countries, we don't have the same, you know, level of facilities that we do of a, a beautiful, you know, $1.8 billion structure that is, you know, the, the white elephant Yankee Stadium. And you need to fill it in, you know, some, somehow so the entertainment isn't, right? Like, right. you don't have uh, anyone dictating through music how you should feel in that's, between that's innings. That's my goal. <laughs> in know between how, innings, know right? how Know how McConaughey at, is at University of Texas and he's the minister of culture or whatever? Yes. That's what I want to be for the Yankees one day down Look at road. this. I like this. Yeah. The minister of culture for the New York Yankees. Yeah. You have to define this role, though. So. Now I know why he wanted you on. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> blushing over here. Is it true that DJ LeMay is the best dancer? In the clubhouse, I haven't seen DJ dancing. But That's because he has. I was dance. gonna say, He's yet to dance. and I was gonna say, and I know <laughs> I missed that joke. Like, yeah. really, like it went right over my head as, 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 as things usually do. But um, DJ, I don't know that DJ. He's such a lovely gentleman. DJ is not very agile, except just on a baseball field. Like, in general, he looks a little... Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. And he's, he's just unbelievable. Like, when I started watching DJ play first base, I was like, where this old oh is that dude freaking yeah. came he, from? I, I, think, uh, yeah. I think David Cohn said it on a broadcast, but DJ LeMay, he went Little League mode that he could play <laughs> anywhere, and he was the best player on the field for, he decided like, it. four months this, this season. It. He said, this is it. This is who I am. And I remember going up to him at the end of the season. We were at the Rangers. Uh, I picked up the Yankees beat. My colleague, uh, Coley Harvey, went over to Fox. Oh, I hate that. Hollywood so I needed Harvey. to take. Hollywood uh, Harvey. <laughs> so Hollywood Harvey, I hope you're listening, Coley. Yeah. Um, Hollywood <laughs> Harvey goes to Fox and goes to do all his Football. fancy TV oh stuff on God. Fox. You know? <laughs> so he's representing over there. So I had to pick up. Um, they asked me to please pick up the Yankees just because I had done, done the job before. And, um, yeah, so towards the end of the season, I go to, uh, to DJ, and I go, hey, you were just, like, whatever, one point away, two points away from the – and he's like, 
eh. Yeah. Like, that's just DJ. Yeah. He just shows up. He decides that he's just going to work, and he couldn't care less about accolades. And you always hear that there's players like that. This is the first one in 18 years of Korean baseball that I have ever seen that actually lives that. Yeah. That's crazy. This man has no idea. No. That's like, nice. how ridiculously great he is. <laughs> like, the, like, what he accomplished from that, the top of the order. That's fantastic. <laughs> What about um, does Glaber impress you as much as he impresses well, everyone he's else? Twenty-three. It's yeah. just that yeah. what that's what's impressive. But even when we're talking about with the translation. There was one time yeah. last year and talk about someone who taught himself to do really well speaking really English. well and the confidence in it. And they tell the story that when he you know first got announced and he was twenty years old and he spoke at a conference in front of fans on stage. Yeah, I speak perfect English and I wouldn't be able to do that because I have stage fright. You know that's why I hide behind a microphone and a camera. <laughs> but the most impressive thing was in his rookie year and Glaber does speaks English but he has Marlon by his side yeah and they're asking him about the handshake uh like they were what's the dance with Didi they asked him in English yes and he turned to Marlon said uh whatever handshake is in Spanish yeah and then Marlon said handshake and then Glaber looked back at the reporter and said it's a handshake <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that is he's learning you know on what's the funny? fly it's like what yeah. you did what you did I'm so talking to you guys like right now I was thinking it was like Oh, shoot, they're going to ask me, how do I say handshake in Spanish? I actually don't know. So uh, that's Good probably, job, Marlon. Because we I don't, don't really have, like, we have, like, a very fancy expression, which is, like, estrechar la mano or tocar la mano, but yeah. it isn't, like, one word that is snappy. Right. Yeah. So I feel like the guys were actually will say, like, fist bump or handshake because yeah. we don't really have a... Yeah. But I was like, like that's crazy. Like, he could have just had Marlon translate it for him, but he uh, wanted to learn on the fly and give it to him. I was like, that's so yeah. impressive for how and, young he and is. And he is just, and that's exactly, when you're talking about Glaver, obviously he still has a lot of growth to do, right? We saw it in the playoffs. There was a lot of degree of, of frustration if you're not yeah. having the greatest day. We like, like to call him Puppy Dog Glaver. He's either <laughs> he's either the happiest, waggiest tail, or he is And that, it, that for is the gonna, cam, for the podcast Can you listeners. believe that he is 23? No. So this is the same thing that we've seen, right? And and we've seen it with all these young infielders that have come to stellar, right? Like we've never seen a crop of stellar infielders the way we have in the last couple of years, talking about the Lindors and the Baez yeah. and the right and the Correas yeah. and the Bregmans of the world, right? Like this Nolan Arenado and Chris Bryant, this incredible talent that we have, and all of them know how to handle themselves so freaking well. Mm -hmm. That's and what I, I look at them and I go, You just said it. When you were saying, like, I forget how long Xander Bogarts has been yeah. in baseball, and he's a freaking kid. He was on, like, the 2013 at, Red Sox, yeah. right? And need I remind you that Vladi is 21, uh, yeah. and the yeah. fact that— I mean, that dude ain't right. I mean, he's, Ronald Acuna Jr. is, yeah. you know, he's a 21-year-old. Like, this is just— Casually almost going 40-40, like— and uh, the infielders right. is a great point. The where we we battle on the internet regularly, and we've yeah. learned, you know, you you can't like you can't live that lifestyle. But the one thing I have just gotten sucked into is the Jeter Hall of Fame stuff, and yep. a the unanimous stuff. It doesn't matter, blah blah blah. But you were right. The infield talent now is so incredible that people forget. Like, be careful, know, big time Jack Curry is coming. A oh, <laughs> Swedish fish. Oh, I have a problem. Curry just Swedish fish. If I start chip. eating these, like it's over. Hell won't stop. Can I have one, and it's not in a cool way. Like not like, well, if I have Swedish, like I'll be sick. Just one. I'll be <laughs> sick. Um, what I was saying. I can have one. Thank you, stop. Jack. I'm impressed. Thanks, um, Jackie. But uh, people overlook because, uh, like, re I remember how big Jeter, Nomar, and A Rod was, oh. and and you know, A Rod slid over to third, and obviously A Rod, um, Nomar injuries caught up to him. <laughs> you guys know him. Uh, but no, you're right. This current crop of Whoa. young dudes. And we just did that, it, right? Like kind of like just throwing it's, names it's out. If we actually think about oh my, it. Like I'm, we're I'm sure not, there's so many even. guys we're missing. And, and and it's not that it's devaluing Jeter, but we've almost, you know, middle infield and like catchers almost were looked at the same way. Like, oh, if you could get someone that can hit at those positions. And exactly. now it's like, oh, yeah, Glaber hit, what, 41 last year? Exactly. It's, it's crazy. And we used to think, right, like that position, you know, come on, power coming out. I mean, we did see it a bit of yeah. like the Sorianos of the world and, yeah. and obviously Robinson Cano. So we're right. not going to say that there's no power hitting in the middle infield, but it isn't a, a characteristic. Now it's like common. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't hit 20, I'll be like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah you're not hitting 20 home runs? <laughs> yeah. Then who are you? I want to see some uh, Jose Altuve, right? Like yeah. even though he's already a freaking Hall of Famer, yeah. right? We're talking about this guy who's 30 and, and he's accomplished what he has. We are just such an embarrassment of riches in the <laughs> infield. It's just, I can, if I wish that I was like back at your age, obviously I had the pleasure of, of growing up in the, 
the peak time of Roberto Alomar, right? So that's what I got yeah. to watch. And, and I got to watch Vizquel and Alomar, and that was my, my gold oh. standard. But I have to say, I mean, every, every once in a while when Correa is healthy and, and he sends the ball over to Bregman, it's pretty to watch, right? <laughs> or when he sends it over to, to Yuli Gurriel, yeah. it's impressive. I mean, even Correa, they, you think of Altuve because he won the MVP and yes. he's a special dude. It's like, oh, Carlos Correa, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, he'd, he'd be one of the first names out of everyone's lips, and we, we mention him in passing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that speaks of how lucky this generation yeah. is and how lucky we are to have you guys like, talk about them. We're trying to. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do here. We like the person. People don't care what old people think, like me. They care about what you guys think. Uh, so we'll get, we'll, we'll grow. You You're going to grow? Yeah, well, I get older yeah, every day. Growth spurt's coming soon. Yeah. yeah. It's about time. Yeah, about, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, been halted since. Has, like, has your mom been confused? 15 years of no height growth. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> get up there sooner or later. Just wait till past 40. I'm 44. When, when you start, this, it goes the, the other, other way. way. Yeah. I really, oh I used to be, God. I'm not kidding. I used to be like five, nine and a half. I barely make five, nine now. Yeah. It's really kind of depressing. I spent, I spend a lot of time slunched at a computer. So I think I've lost some as well. I, I, that's my excuse. Have you seen out there? There's a whole world. No, <laughs> no. It's really pretty. I, I try to bait him out there. He's strong. Him. He's yeah, strong. No, 15 hours. You got to make videos. He's tough <laughs> all day. Gotta pay you. I had like candy. I had a. I don't know if it's a hot take or, or thought process a with the oh. Acuna stuff. And Please. do I say that right? Because everyone always tells you me. did very well. I did. Mm-hmm. Ha! Acuna. Okay. That internet. When when he's <laughs> when he got in trouble for you know not take running that internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> take them all. Just out. in general. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not when he got in trouble for not running out you know out of the box on the home run, I had a thought process. And Let's if think. if Let's it's if it. it's terribly wrong or rude or whatever, I, I want to know. I don't think it's rude at all, but thinking he gets drafted at 16 years old, mm-hmm. right? And before that, his life is probably showcases and events, and kid that comes from a baseball family. Yeah. So yeah, but it's always events where he's putting his individual skill on play, right? Uh-huh. Like in America, you'd probably play AAU ball or travel ball, and you have this team, and and it seems like they get they get picked up so young. That then they go to the minors, and again in the minors they don't care about winning the actual games that much. Like the, they, I'm going to disagree with you. They on pitch the pitchers like four innings, and then they just take them out. You know what I mean? Like, obviously they want to win. There's some other, moving but it's not parts, like winning you know? is the only thing that matters. That's not the minor leagues, and it's not. Well, it is supposed to be a farm system, right, yeah. for developing right. Yes, yeah, I'm not saying it it's is wrong. the ultimate goal. Right? Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong, and it should be. So for a young guy be. like Acuna, is the is the first time Acuna? You Acuna. see, you screwed it up yeah. there. Yeah. You had Acuna, Acuna before. Acuna. Internet. He apologizes. No, never. Is it is it weird or wrong to say like? When he got to the Braves, and it was at the first time, like the team winning being the mm. number one goal. I think that you're entitled to your opinion. So, no, no, it's so not wrong. Can't tell say me that wrong. I think I don't see it from that perspective, but okay. I can't tell you that you're wrong because you think you can. something. You can. I, mean, no, I just think, like, because like, it's 16, knowing, so young. Knowing Ronaldo Cunha, like the way that I do, I've never spoken to him about this specific you know, situation. I would be very surprised if it was that way. This is a kid that was instituted whose father played baseball, whose uncle, who is cousins with Alcides. He really gets it and who was on a young Venezuelan all-star yeah. team okay. and who played for his country. My thing and I more, actually yeah. feel there's a pride of country and a pride of team oh. very ingrained in him. I think the only reason why he did that is because he is immature and it was a stupid move. That's yeah. it. I no meant, other reason. I meant more like He's the backlash. Like he might not have had as much backlash oh. from teammates and manager Growing up, I think that was just a youth thing. Okay, I, I, uh, all right, good. Yeah, good. I think Happy. it's just youth. This is a kid. Youth, okay. and it, it doesn't excuse it. You should still not do it, but it is a product in my eyes of stupidity, and I feel that if that you Ronald do would it, kind of agree with me. I think you can do it as long as the ball one thousand percent is going over the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think if, you if there's can do any it, doubt. I am a little bit of a, I'm not as much of a stickler as other people are, yeah. so I may be a little wishy-washy in this, they may call me, but I think you can do it if you are Robinson Cano and you're nursing a quad. I'm sorry. I think you can. Yeah, I think You put in the time, you are 38 years old, and the quad is barking. I'm sorry, I'm not going to run the liner out. We're, yeah. we're getting, yeah, shoot we're, me. We're getting there as baseball. I mean, there's, there's still, out. Yeah. There, there'll still be some curmudgeons out there that you run every ball out. If there's a little ball, you could get it, but... 162 games, everything we do with health and everything right now, like yes. you're saying, is, you know, if you hit a chopper to second, 
Maybe you shouldn't be bombing it to first when there's a 99.9% chance you're going to get out because you might miss two weeks with a pulled hamstring exactly. instead of being there the next at bat. But the funny thing about this, and I don't know, obviously don't know enough about the three of you to know whether you guys have been really elite athletes at one point. Oh. I you, have you, not. You, you can know tell. I have not, obviously. You can tell that we have athlete. not. Do you I want don't to, know that. Do you you want to see a sprint? Been, you could have been a freak. Oh, this needs to happen. You want to see a sprint? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the point... Race Meredith. <laughs> Where's Meredith that we're going to raise her now? Yeah, she's walking away. But my point being Meredith that... was a really good athlete, right? There's yeah, volley- Meredith, volleyball. Meredith, ridiculous yeah. athlete at LaSalle. No, yeah. you, you got to do this. She, she, she's also a really great basketball, like a pick of basketball. Okay. She's okay. really good. Yeah, she like schools the rest of us. So, yeah. Okay. But the one thing about elite athletes that I have learned in covering elite athletes is that elite athletes will elite yeah. Yeah. It is so hard to dumb them down to the rest of us and the way that we live <laughs> our lives. It is impossible. I was, where was I in a, I can't remember if it was spring training or regular season, right? But it was a game that couldn't matter less. And Aaron Hicks, who had already, it was just before, right? Like his injury was there early, like running some sprints. It was like a hundred degrees. And yeah. I was like, what the heck are you doing, yeah. dude? Yeah. And this is just what they do. And I feel that most athletes, which is why I blame stupidity. I do feel, you know, for what Ronald yeah. did, I do feel that most athletes cannot be at the top of their game all the time. And then running out that ball becomes second nature and they do it all the time because it's just what they do. Right. Yeah, they just are who they are. Yeah, so I don't, you know. Yeah. So like, I actually counterpointed my own argument <laughs> yeah. and made if myself look like a fool. Just go. <laughs> As usual. Welcome and to If you follow me, Marley Rivera... ESPN, you'll see how much of a fool I you am. You might be our first uh, guest that's going on both of our podcasts. I just thought about that, Jake. Wow. We're talking Yanks and talking baseball, and I think this applies to both. Well, thank you. You're multi-talented. Wow. Do I get extra Swedish fish? <laughs> yes, yes. Jake would like you to take all of yes. those away I from him. I love Swedish fish. Uh, I haven't had these in, like, college. That's a long time ago. I uh, I went Where? to an event. Not we'll, we'll, We can wander away from baseball. I went I to have another, you know I have to go talk to Brody. I, to, so I have another five minutes. I, I five went, minutes. Okay. I went to an event in Denver. It was like this. It was this eating thing. Whatever. It's like oh try this, try this. I think it was Thrillist like or a something. Tasting? Yeah, really nice night. Good. Really nice night. It related to the ballpark or no? On the way out, no, no okay. baseball here. Okay. On on the way out, this is just me and Swedish fish because you need to understand. On the way out, there was this like it was it was a make your own ice cream on the way out bar. It was really nice. Put and there were some toppings. There was Swedish fish there, and I was like, yeah, I could put a couple Swedish fish on the on the ice cream. So I did, and then I had it. No joke. Like, my brain shuts off. I had a bag full of Swedish fish. And you don't remember and what I was happened just in between? Da- I was just downing them. I got so sick. Like I got a, so like sick. like a dog. Yeah. It's so it scary. is literally you can't just and eat it's, one. It's honestly, yeah. So like I we, have to say, I'm kind of like that with potato chips. Yeah? I really am. What you kind of potato chips? Away. Just plain old. I'm so boring. Really? Plain old like lace, original like lace. Oh yeah, I'm for old, you. dude. They didn't have like all these <laughs> flavors you cool young people have. That's how we're known. Cool flavors. <laughs> I'm in the. That's city. what people see yeah. me and think. Cool <laughs> what a cool flavor. <laughs> I'm in the city now, uh, Harlem, right across from the stadium. Look at you. Was there some Latin food Careful I need to go get? Hat. <laughs> what? You know what? The Julie from La Vida Baseball gave me this hat, and I said, I don't think I can wear this, uh, you know, around Harlem and the Bronx. Like I think. I can? I think it looks nice on you. Thank you. Pull it off. Hides my grays. <laughs> Is there any uh, Latin food I should go check out? It's a place food? called La Caridad. Very popular. You're going to have to yeah. spell it for me. You went too quick with the, the, the La is just the article. I got that part. That. I got La. And it's Caridad. C-A-R-I-D-A-D. Caridad. Okay. The charity is what it means. There's another the one. Charity? The charity. Oh, it's cool. just whatever. It's not for Translating charity. on the job again. But anyway... Then there's another one, like, way up in Washington Heights. Okay. Called yeah. La Nueva Caridad, the new Caridad. <laughs> I, I figured that, that one, one yeah. is the one that has all the names um, of the dishes uh, due to most of them are Yankees. Okay. A lot of Dominican baseball players and everything like that, but a lot of Yankees uh, all right, have I'm their Dominican you. dishes in there. I'm going to text my girlfriend right now. We'll, we'll go. go is there a real the... girlfriend or is this? No. Have you seen her? I haven't seen her. She's going to be mad that I'm coming back with another hat. Every time I go on one of these trips, I come back with more hats than I left with. I have to. I have this great hat that you would be so jealous of from um, the um, when we were in London. Yeah. The British like national team, like the baseball one, gave me that. Nice. That's very a cool hat. hat. That's a very cool hat. Well, we know we have to go, but thank you very much for sitting. Any down questions with us. for us before yeah. you leave? Yes. Oh, we have to do trivia too, real quick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, it's one. It's Brody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> yes. 
I have to go listen to Brody and Brody. That'll be entertaining. so perfect. It'll be so great. And he'll be talking about the latest signing of Michael Waka. But oh, yes. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Actually, it's not official. Oh, no, I think. Do you have a, like a favorite baseball team? No, you really can't after you do this job for a yeah. while. I, when I was growing up, and everyone knows this, so I don't feel bad about doing When I was growing up, I rooted against the Yankees because everyone in my family was a Yankee fan. So I sort of was a Yankee hater. Okay. okay. So I did kind of support it's the Red Sox. It's not going on talking Yanks yeah. anymore. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. everyone knows this because I say it all the time. Bill, so cut the like, mic. <laughs> so I have to, um, to admit that I was a Yankee hater. Okay. But now I'm very neutral. I root for myself and easy travel. And the guys you like. To do that? Eh, sometimes. Yeah. Vladdy. Sometimes I just want the game to go quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting for Vladdy to strike it on three pitches we'll if it's the ninth. Quick <laughs> trivia question. Roosevelt's are the guys who sent us out here. You can win a shirt if you get this right. Okay. You have one? I have one. 2019 New York Yankees. You're familiar with them, I believe. I'm not sure. Who hit the most home runs from the catcher position? Five, <laughs> four, four, three, two, two one. Austin Romine. <gasps> oh, my God. God. No shirt for Marley. Wow. Was it the Kraken? It was you. I think you were second most. Actually, did Higgy get Romine? You still get a shirt. <laughs> you still get a shirt. Obviously. <laughs> obviously the Kraken. Yes. But the most, the best part is that now you have not only the Kraken, but the white whale. So you get oh, wow. two mythical figures wow. because Brian Cashman calls Garrett Cole his white, white whale. whale. And the Kraken came from winter meetings as well. It was another Brian you, Cashman nickname. Another. He knows what he's doing. An existent creature we got from a, literature. We got a Roosevelt shirt for you. We'll let you pick it out. Like Thank you very much for sitting down with Thank us. Thank you, Marley. Bye, kids. Bye. Leave a review. Leave a, leave a five-star review and say, nice office. Cheater. Love a good office. I like watching The Office. There you go. We all agree with that. All right. There it is. Thank you guys very much. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.